0: hit record now i I have my note here that reminds me to hit record because I've made that mistake before uh, and it
1: and it's embarrassing when I do have you really you've done an entire episode and not hit record
0: no I haven't done an entire episode i've gone uh not even so much on zoom maybe five minutes or so five six minutes before I realized fuck i'm not recording <laughs> like uh because I do a lot of stuff in person and I travel with real light gear i have this little travel zoom recorder and a couple microphones i just use when i go to like a brewery or something and the last episode i did when i wanted to record two different audio tracks it works totally different than when i don't (laughs) so i'm like and when i'm only doing it once maybe twice a month i constantly forget how i need what the settings are supposed to look like so i realized like five or six minutes into uh the last interview i did like shit this red light's not on (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm like we're gonna have to redo that all over again i'm oh, sorry Yeah, who have you um who have you talked to recently that you're you're excited about uh music wise well mm-hmm. let me do an intro and we'll get into everything sure
0: <laughs> probably yeah. do an intro sounds
2: good
0: <laughs> so welcome to another episode of stories from a bar i'm your host chris osborne and for this episode i'm handing out with baltimore-based musicians ben dehan and lauren white how's it going guys Great. Can't complain. Yep. Awesome. First off, thanks a lot for taking some time out of your night to chat with me. I'm excited about this. I was looking forward to it all day.
1: Yeah, uh, thanks, for this, man. We're, we're set.
0: <clears throat> awesome. I should say, when I'm not doing brewery episodes, I am drinking a beer here. I like to point out local breweries just because there's so many in this area that I really love and beer and music are really my two things that (laughs) hobbies that I'm into. So a big shout out my beer for this episode is from artisanal brew works. It's called GSL juice. It's an IPA. If you're wondering if that looks like the Hawaiian punch guy legally, it may, 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 or may not look like the Hawaiian punch guy with a beard. They're from Saratoga, really great small place. That just opened a new tap room that I was up to again. I don't know how familiar you are with the upstate New York area.
1: So I know like uh, I know from touring um, like Watertown, Rochester. Buffalo. Have you really been up to Watertown? That's a surprise. I've actually I've been through Watertown quite a bit. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not recently, but um, in my uh, in my old band. OK, yeah, because um, so you're familiar with the Thousand Islands area. And everything? Yeah, exactly. Yep.
0: Nice. Yeah, because my family has a camp up there. And my great grandfather used to have a marina that burnt down years ago, in uh, Alexandria Bay. So I like to go up there for vacations from time to time.
1: Yeah, there's always um, uh, when we when we used to tour through, like we would stay this this, uh, this girl, her parents owned like I I don't know like a bunch of motels, and it was like a wooden cabin type of deal. So That's nice. It was like right before the bridge. Remember, I actually turned. Um, I think I spent my yeah, as a day after my 21st birthday, because I turned 21 in Boston, actually.
0: Oh, that's that's probably a heck of a place to turn 21.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dope. Yeah.
0: I mean, I've been to Boston just a, maybe two or three times and I, I fucking I love going there. It's just a cool place. It is yeah. A cool place. I don't know if I could handle living
1: there, <laughs> just like New York City or anything. But yeah, I, I'm i I'm a big fan of New York as well. New York's been pretty good to us. As far as like shows and
0: yeah you know. now, are you still in baltimore
1: yeah okay mm-hmm. i haven't been to baltimore,
0: baltimore? i want to check it out it's uh it's a great city yeah i mean like, I really like
1: it. yeah
0: I, <laughs> I, I, love, I love baltimore like as we were just talking about me driving between new york and south carolina my only experience with maryland in general is the 10 minutes it
1: took to drive through the state on the route i was <laughs> wow. in basically yeah, it's uh, it's not very, I mean, like, depending on where you're driving through, it's weird. It's got, like, a super long panhandle, like, skinny, and if, I mean, like, if you were driving up, what part of uh, South Car- uh, Carolina did you say you were from?
0: Uh, Greenville, Spartanburg is where I lived. I'm from the Albany, Schenectady area. Yeah, okay. okay. But, uh, yeah, I moved down to Spartanburg, South Carolina, It's kind of like the upper northwest corner of the state there.
1: We're playing there in, like, a month, I think. Oh really? It might be I next think it's weekend. like next
2: week
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. We have too many dates coming up.
0: Yeah, but I was down there for 5 years which it was a great spot. I loved it down there at least weather-wise. I I, I hate winters. So yeah, that was yeah. nice. But uh yeah, it was like an hour and a half from Charlotte uh a couple maybe Atlanta wasn't even that far, but that was a nightmare to drive to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like uh if you want to sit in traffic, that's the place to be. That's yep, pretty much it
1: <laughs> i mean i I love atlanta but yeah yeah that drive um because it's a commuters commuter city right i mean like most people live outside of the city and travel into it for work i think i think that's what somebody told me that the traffic is bad because of i don't know <laughs> um, I
0: it, it could be i'm sure there's probably a huge population there too of, yeah but uh no, but we were just talking about who was who was who have I talked to recently that I was excited about. I don't know. You reached out to me a few months ago, so it's nice to finally get a chance to chat. But I'm curious because I think you reached out to me not long after I had Sharia Moron, who is was Baltimore based. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: they're uh, local guys. Yep. Yeah, you oh, so you are familiar with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had fun chatting with those guys. Those were fun guys to hang out with and talk about their tunes. They have an awesome new song now too that I've actually been listening to a lot. "Love's Not Your Thing," I think it's called. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're out on tour. With actually, I don't know if they're wrapping it up soon or what. A, a local band called Young Culture from this area. Yeah, and uh, are they from? Uh, I don't know. They're from uh, like Albany area. I didn't
2: know that either.
0: Yeah, young Young Culture is from the Albany area here. So I, Equal Vision Records is an I Albany-based know. label. Young Culture signed to them.
2: I didn't know that either. Huh.
0: Yeah yeah they uh since the 90s so they're they've been in my backyard basically yeah uh equal vision has right yeah or, okay yeah i mean that's a great label man so i've got I, you know, I was fortunate enough to get in touch with um someone that works there who's helped me schedule a couple bands like i've i've had the singer of young culture on that's how i got in touch with sharia moore and
1: yep they're both uh like are similar artists mm-hmm. uh <laughs> obviously we know Cherry moore and um, I don't think I've had a chance to talk to young culture, but I, I, I dig what they're doing. Sure. Yeah, man. They're, um, they were a fun group of guys. Well, I,
0: I had the singer on the podcast and then I met the guitar. They played a free show with state champs maybe last month, uh, in Albany. And I got to chat with the guitar player a little bit too, but they're actually friends of my cousin. Like they all went to school together. So that's how I found out about them. That wasn't even. Isn't,
1: somewhere. um, is state, state champs from like. State not, champs is from here too. But, Albany. Albany. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. For some reason, I thought Boston. That's that's mm-hmm. sick. Um, what's the uh, what's the place to play in Albany? We haven't been through.
0: Yet. Uh, so I mean, depending on the the size you're looking for, there's a place called uh, Empire Live right in downtown. That's a that's a great venue. Just opened a couple. It opened during the pandemic. They actually moved down from Clifton Park, which was maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes north of Albany it was a place in like a strip mall up there and then moved down to Albany and they took over the and renovated this big playhouse room and it's awesome. It's great sounds. So I've been to some shows there. There's actually a, an awesome place called the hollow right next to it. That's a little bar and restaurant and they do awesome shows and uh, they get some good acts. Empire life. I'm actually going to next month to see Jimmy eat world. So I'm, super pumped up you're naming some good names right now yeah (laughs) it's it's funny like i didn't do anything of course because of the pandemic for like two years and i've been just hitting shows left and right in 2022 and it's been great kind of trying to make up for lost time
1: yeah we have to set um you know yeah i mean if you know of a good venue yeah obviously we're touring right now so i'd be i'd be interested in setting something up in albany i've always known like there was like a scene there. I just never, it's not one of the spots that, like, we hit with my old band, so, yeah. No, oh, man, absolutely, I'm happy to chat with you about
0: all kinds of places in Albany, but we should, but we should probably talk about you guys. Sure, <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> uh, like I said, you, you reached out to me a while ago, and I'm super glad you did, because I started listening, Get I admittedly did not know your name prior to that, <laughs> so... No offense, hopefully. You know? <laughs> uh, so I started checking out your stuff, and I'm like, I'm really digging this. I really liked the sound and everything. And so when I reached out to see, to say, yeah, man, I'd love to have you on. Actually, I think I was at, I was at a show at
1: Empire Live, the Bowling for Soup, Less Than Jake show. You said that. I was like, <laughs> happy in that. yeah. That's when I realized. Um, I looked at the schedule and I saw that, um, actually, Keep Flying, Keep flying. had dates coming up with Less Than Jake. Which is awesome. I'm re- I'm really happy for those guys. We played with them last time they came through with them in Flight Club. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, man, that's a, that's a hell of a show. So I'm so good.
0: It was fun. I've seen less than J. Jay- well, I I don't know how many. It's been years since I had seen them before, and I saw Bowling for Soup once, like a decade ago too, and it was a great show. And you mentioned you had toured with Bowling for Soup. I think in your response. We play a couple of shows with them, but we, uh, we, oh, okay. Um is that as I, much fun as I'm imagining? Hey, just hanging out oh, with them yeah. in general.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, really, really, really super nice guys. And just like, yeah, fun. But yeah, I mean, playing in front of a ton of people every night is awesome as well. <laughs> so yeah.
0: So, yeah. That was a great show. The Aquabats were there, who I hadn't seen before.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, it was quite the lineup. Like, they get some Never really good shows there. I've not heard that name in the, in a minute too uh that was uh that was that was travis's first band,
0: yeah, yep yeah. Travis left uh them to do blink which is just fucking crazy to think about
1: <laughs> you know like I, I it's uh it was like a one day kind of decision, I guess, like they were on tour together, and like Scott left and Travis kind of learned all the songs, apparently. I could be wrong, but from what I've heard, he learned all the songs in like a couple hours and just played with them that night. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know what the
0: story was, but you can think what you want about him now just because of how his names come up in pop culture and stuff. But goddamn, if he's not like one of the best drummers in the world, hands down. I have nothing but respect for him. Yeah. Like uh, I've been to a couple Blink shows and uh, I don't remember which tour it was on. it was the pop disaster tour or a different tour he of course has his uh drum set on some kind of thing that was being stand that was being picked up into the air and he's rotating upside down playing the drums like are you fucking i'm (laughs) losing my mind
1: this is insane was that on um mark tom and travis show they had like the flaming fuck in the background (laughs) i i remember seeing that i don't
0: i don't remember if that was on stage when i saw him i think that was a, a different tour okay but uh <laughs> I, you know what's funny is uh and we'll talk about your sound and your music in a little bit but you have that like early 2000 sound that really just took me back and i listened Thanks. to your ep and stuff again today and then i went straight into some blink because i'm like it put me in the mood for blink
1: it was funny because uh, yeah i mean like blink was one of my actually i think i think their tour with bad religion um, in phoenix tx i think that was my first concert ever oh wow and i was like 12 i was like yeah i definitely want to do that one day and then i ended i i did get to play Merryweather uh two times but also like i mean like i got pretty close with tom on warp tour 08 and then we got to play with angels so did you really how was that fucking awesome (laughs) yeah i mean like yeah i i I
0: have been to one angels concert right before their debut album came out i caught them in boston playing at a place called the avalon which was right behind the baseball stadium there like the green monster and everything that was fucking awesome
1: yeah 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 they were super tight um obviously like he was like a hero of mine when i was a kid so like it was kind of wild yeah to to play with them, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, so as I was prepping for this
0: episode, uh I was checking out your website, of course, uh, and I saw the story you had of going solo here, your little bio there, and what I particularly liked was the uh the line, an authenticity that can only be earned as a kid who saw the country through the window of a yeah through the window of a fifteen passenger van, and the urgency of a man who's seen the inside of a cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that kind of cracked me up when i saw that
1: yeah man it's uh it's pretty pretty straightforward like i kind of took 10 years off of music i try my best not to play music <laughs> not because like i i mean of course like i love music and i i love creating music and i love i love playing shows it's just people don't realize there's so much more that goes into this that like, it makes it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty hard, it's a pretty hard life. I mean, at least it likes, you know, a certain level. And so I thought that it would be easier to like, I don't know, work at a office or, you know, just live the, the quote unquote, take the normal, normal path. But like, <laughs> don't worry. I take no offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I don't, I don't um, think of it like that. Like, I mean, like, you're smart. I mean, like you're going to get pension and stuff. Like, <laughs> like actually, no, <laughs> really? <laughs> nope. Oh. Apparently I joined the company like two or
0: three years after that they ended that. So I have just a 401k.
1: Yeah. I mean like, but you got, you. I mean, you, have oh, yeah. that you like, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just like, for me, I, I, I have to play. Like, I mean, like I kind of like, I just like get depressed if I don't kind of thing. Like, and, um, yeah, the, the more like i tried to escape like playing music like the more i just kept walking back in through the the other end of the room you know what i'm saying oh absolutely um, and so yeah i mean it basically came down to um you know american diary uh we had an opportunity to to record with matt squire and you know my supervisor i was a, like a staffing manager <laughs> at the time he he basically told me if you if you yeah. you know take that four day weekend or whatever to record, like don't bother coming out coming back and I Wow. Was, I was just like, all right, well uh see you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I mean, it made my decision really easy and um yeah, I mean I think it was like four months later it was COVID. And we I mean we kinda used that time in the best way possible you know, to get ramped up for playing shows, to get, you know, a few recordings under our belts and, and all that good stuff. But there's also me and Lauren, like, getting to know each other, because I met her maybe like three weeks before I left my job, so. Oh, wow. It
2: was a little, it was maybe a little mom? longer than that. Yeah. No, it was a few, it was a couple months, but it, it was, was, still, it was no. still, no, we <laughs> met in July. Yeah. We met in July and it was in September that- that Early yeah, September. Yeah. So a couple months.
1: (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. So what got
0: you interested in music to begin with, I guess, is a good question,
1: I guess, for both of you guys. It's a perfect segue, actually. And I'll let you go in a second. um, So, yeah, I mean, like what got me in the music is uh, for my 11th birthday, I got, um, you know, I got a skateboard, I got a guitar and I got enema of the state and, uh, (laughs) Yeah, like the rest is seriously history. Like, these things kind of just took over over my life. And I guess apparently straight through in the music. (laughs) What about you, Lauren?
2: Um, You
0: play cello, right?
2: I play cello. um, And I hadn't played in over 10 years, I think. Um, And then Ben and I met. And I actually (laughs) did not tell him I played
1: I had no idea for
2: a very long time.
1: She'd been to the like she came to the studio with us and everything, <laughs> and like no mention of uh, yeah. The it wasn't until
2: quarantine <laughs> that that secret came out, and I guess just having the opportunity to do do nothing, <laughs> um, we started playing together, and it was it was fun, and um, wasn't. I don't think either of us really saw it as a long term thing at first.
1: Um, uh, it was a, it was a while before like yeah I I was like I I didn't expect for us to be like in a band together <laughs> like um, it's weird man it's like one of the things like that we really were not planning at all and it, and it just kind of
2: just kind of happened
1: what do you think, like when we were out at the studio that was like the that's big... like I
2: think when I officially saw myself as part of
1: we're out recording with Sam, um Pura, Good. he did the story so far in um like state champs and yep. the summer. But um yeah, I think like that's when we kind of realized like
2: I was here to stay. Yeah. Well <laughs>
1: okay.
0: more than, yeah, yeah. Well that's awesome that it because I suspect coming together naturally like that's gonna just a much better formula than trying to find someone to just fill in and tour with a stranger or something like that
1: sure yeah plus i mean yeah. we we see each other every day obviously <laughs> yeah. so it's an interesting dynamic you know like, <laughs> i've never been in a band with a significant other like
2: it's taken i mean it's taken some getting used to but i feel like we found our our groove now with relationship stuff versus band stuff and how they meld together and
0: working on it, a work it it's funny you mentioned that, that's a question i had on here if i could find it what's it like and i actually i have a couple questions because i want to know how you got into cello but since this is a better segue yes that's the word thank you Uh, what what's it like basically doing everything creatively with a significant other like that
1: as opposed
0: to like as opposed to like just like friends or band members or something like that
1: oh i don't know i mean bands are you might as well be in a relationship. With yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, there. It's a like, fine. I suspect it's a fine line, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like every band I've been in that that was serious is like, I mean, you might as well be dating each other. I mean, it's like a family, yeah. but like it's it's even more. You're more up in each other's business, but for us, um, you know, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but like, it's helped. It's helped on the road for sure because like you have those moments especially on the road you're like why (laughs) what is this all for you know like oh yeah it's like I it's
2: it's been kind of cool it's like when the other one and it's never happened where we both had a freak out at the same time hopefully that won't happen but like the other one can kind of bolster you know each other I I don't know what I'm trying to say yeah yeah, when when I'm up
1: you know yeah so it helps in that
2: sense and I think it's I think we're a lot more in sync because of it, like um, we're in tune with each other just because, I mean, we have to know each other, you know, our feelings and things as a real couple. And then even in a band, it helps like with the writing process, like, I feel like we're very in sync when it comes to that. Do you get what I'm saying?
1: I do, I do. Yeah, I mean, like, because we practice every day, you know, I mean, like, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting knowing, knowing somebody on on that kind of level you know creatively and and then other ways because like when when i'm writing or when we're writing you know usually like i'm thinking of a of a part and you know right before i say it she's like something like and then she'll like it's getting to the point where she'll just, just play. play like what i'm kind of musically finishing your sentence
0: yeah, yeah. man
1: yeah yeah it's weird
2: I mean, and luckily we, we like spending time with each other, so it's. I
1: suppose, I suppose that helps. <laughs> I hope That so. helps.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, we're getting married in a month, so. Oh,
0: congratulations. Thank you. So I had, like I, I mentioned, I don't know any cello players. How did you get into playing cello?
2: Well, my parents wanted me to play flute because it fit in a backpack. Uh, (laughs) and uh, i
0: i feel like that's a lot of parents perspective when it comes to their kids learning the instrument
2: yeah (laughs) is it Uh, is it small and
0: easy to transport Uh, yeah
2: um and Well, I, my brother's seven years older than I am and he's, he's very musical, but he played saxophone and, and woodwinds. And so I, it was kind of during that phase where I wanted to be everything opposite of what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, well, I'm going to play a stringed instrument. And I think it was in elementary school and like the middle school orchestra came and did like a concert to showcase the um, different instruments. And I, as soon as I heard the cello, I, I was, that was it. It was, no question in my head, um, just fell in love with it. So, and I'm lucky that, you know, he brought it back into my life. Cause that was something, I, I mean, I played in like string trios for weddings and stuff all through high school and a little bit in college, but I, I thought musically that was kind of done.
1: Yeah, I've always loved, uh, like cello is one of my favorite instruments, you know, I mean, if you listen to anything like Rob Cavallo produced you know, Dizzy Up the Girl or um I did enjoy uh, Dizzy Up the Girl was a great album. Fucking great album, right? I mean he did uh he did Dookie, Dizzy Up the Girl. I mean Dookie is I mean That was one of my very first CDs. Me too, man. Yeah. That and Boys so to Men. It stands <laughs> yeah. out Boys Absolutely. to Men, yeah. I think I got I think I had a uh, like Dookie I had uh Bring Down the Horse, Wallflowers, Dookie and um Middle of Nowhere, Hanson. I think I got that. With them all at once for like Christmas or something. <laughs> that's a that's a little bit of variety, yeah. Like my first, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what he's gonna like. <laughs> for my, uh, no, I actually think uh, the Black album was in there too, Metallica. That's funny. Awesome. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Great album, Black album, and Dookie are, uh, in my opinion, still stand and bring down the horse and actually middle note to, to be frank i mean i i think uh i really respect what the guys in hansen were able to do as far as like
0: i mean i hated it then of course because i yeah. was younger and that's not what yeah. i was into yeah uh, kind of like any kid like your tastes expand and change as you grow up but looking back at it now i'm like that was super impressive what they
1: <laughs> what they did and they're still doing
0: eventually yeah. they were they were in albany last week i think
1: playing empire live yeah, they probably sold it out. I mean, like, i have mad respect for those guys because, you know, they broke away from the label after that second album, and and it takes so much to DIY yourself to, you know, to that kind of stability. And like, you no, know, yeah, I got a lot of respect for them. Obviously, for you know, Metallica as well, and, and Green Day. And oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like, I. I cello has always been one of my favorite instruments i think it's beautiful and um do you ever listen to the used not in a while but i was a huge fan i don't think i've listened to any of their more recent stuff likewise am i you know i really really loved that first album the self-titled
0: yep i love that i think i love and death i really enjoyed and i think i was uh i was really into them all the way through artwork and i think after that i kind of lost touch because okay. i think they've well, had a couple albums since then i'm not sure
1: I, yeah, I mean, I know the first two pretty well that, um, like John Feldman did. Yep. And, um, so yeah, on that first one, like, you know, they went over to, to, um, London to track strings and I'd always wanted, you know, there's cello and there's entire string pieces throughout that entire album. And, um, my entire life, I wanted to, to be able to capture something like that. And so, you know, when we went in with Sam the first time. I brought that to his attention. We talked about it and like, you know, I mean, I think that we kind of captured something unique in that way. I hope.
0: Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and just assume you're also a yellow card fan since we're talking about strings. Uh, and Absolutely. Everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we play with them too. Have you really? Yeah. At uh, Towson University.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. I've had some fun experiences seeing them uh, in this area. I saw Ryan do a solo acoustic show down in the city. How was that? St. Pat uh that was a few years ago. That was awesome. It was really? St. Patrick's Day weekend. Oh
2: shit. Uh
0: so uh I went down with a buddy and we had a friend that lived in Manhattan. So we basically just tried to stop at every Irish pub along the way to the show and we were just oh, fort- really? fucking hammered. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. He's he's been one of my favorite songwriters for a long, long time. I still listen to one for the t- kids. Cig- uh, Cigarettes, one of my favorite songs I've ever written. But I actually, I
1: think my favorite album of theirs is Paper Walls still. A lot of people say that. I, I've, I've listened to it. I, I, I like Paper Walls. You know, you remember when it first came out, like it got such a bad rap. But um see, you know what album was underrated? What's the
0: one that lights and sounds? I think that one. Lights got and a, sounds, yeah, That got that got a bad rap, I think.
1: Yeah, that's just like um what was it the second cartel album you know i mean like i thought it was i thought it was pretty good (laughs) you know like they they just had so much pressure man they were like you know okay let's take this band and put them in a fucking bubble in the in new york city and like give them a a one month time you you know to release the next you know follow up promo which is just a that's kind of anger that's kind of what the the punk pop punk environment
0: Turned into in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Like they were trying, studios were looking to try and crank these bands out like boy bands wow. almost. Yeah. Uh, after bands like Blink and everyone started blowing up, yep. it kind of seemed like they, everyone was looking for the next big pop punk band. I feel like that happened. was um, Gabe Sparta's band, Midtown.
1: Oh, fuck. I love Midtown. I was just talking to Rob uh, the other day, actually. They're back together. <laughs> I saw that uh gym class heroes i really
0: liked back then i feel like they were looking for all these bands of course warp tour played right into that yep i think it was funny i saw in your bio you you played warp tour with the band american diary it was a 2008 i think i was looking back through ticket stubs i had because i keep a lot of ticket stubs i'm like shit i thought maybe i was at that went to warp tour that year but the the latest one i had was 2005 so i don't think i was at i think that's the last time i went to a warp tour
1: we were now, nah, we were. I was at that warp tour, but um,
0: and I think the biggest surprise was My Chemical Romance. That was right after Three Cheers came out or was coming out. They were playing a smaller side stage, still,
1: so. yeah, man. Like, well, see, that's that's a, such an interesting perspective that I have having been so into this scene uh, up until like around 2010 and and then like totally gone for 2010 to like 2019 and coming back into it it it's like holy shit like the bands that like you know i remember my chem when they were opening for i mean this was an awesome tour finch and the used and um oh yeah Yeah, finch i forgot about them they were fucking awesome too i mean so they were one of my favorites but yeah my chem just like they they they, they exploded they got even bigger like while i was like on my... they're
0: uh they're playing the albany arena this month in the next week or two i think
1: yeah they're like they're... one of the biggest fans in the world right now it's crazy man like yeah i love my combo. but i see, yeah because I've, I've seen them
0: a few times i saw them there i saw them open for green day when green day came through on one of their tours those
1: yeah they were cool. on that right um with them uh what was that Midtown is, uh, they're, they're playing a couple dates days with, with my cam. Are they, I
0: don't know who was actually, it's fun. No, Meg Myers is opening for them who, and I love Meg Myers. I, I don't know if you're I familiar with her. Him. She's awesome. I don't, I'm not. No. Uh, but mid, yeah, I, I highly recommend checking her out, but, uh, Midtown. yeah, mid, midtown's not on that show. I
1: know I've seen them once though. And I they, don't remember where. They're on a couple of dates with my cam from what I saw. They have like, uh, 10 or 15 dates coming up, but, um, yeah, now. Uh, <laughs> <but> yeah, so <laughs> you, you, you talked
0: a little <laughs> bit about taking a break from music for 10 years, and of course, written through your little bio there. And no joke, I didn't look at your, like, I've listened to your music for maybe, it was when Comeback Kid just came out. I think that's when I started checking out your yeah. tunes. So maybe two months ago, I've been listening to your stuff here and there, really enjoying it. And I d- really didn't even look at, at your website or your story up until literally this week.
1: <laughs> was I had, yeah.
0: And uh, when I saw how you described your sound and everything, I'm like, holy shit, that's spot on. <laughs> like, it was almost everything I was thinking. Like, I'm hearing shades of all these 2000s influences and stuff that I loved and I enjoyed. Uh, made me think New Nostalgia was a
1: perfect name for your EP. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Another thing. But uh, so... We put a it's, lot of thought into all that, you know, stuff. And, and, and we put a lot of thought in, like, trying to capture what we sound like. So I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Particularly the Blink and Jimmy. Call outs because Jimmy Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. So I have a top top two favorite bands. I can narrow it down. Then they switch back and forth. Jimmy Eat World and Butch Walker. Uh, you
1: Butch, oh uh, shit, fucking! Yeah. I knew you were Butch, a good
0: guy. That's my poster right there. My Butch oh, Walker yeah, man. poster. I, I, I the only other poster I have is Jimmy Eat
1: World Futures, and that's right over here. Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. Jimmy, Let me, uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, bro. There yeah. we go. That's a, that Just, is a phenomenal album. I mean. You know, I mean, like all their albums are. I lo- Bleed American is probably my favorite. I know everybody says Clarity. Um, Bleed Americans when I got into them. Yeah, um,
0: but yeah, Futures is my all one of. Futures would be my probably favorite. my all time favorite album.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, it's a banger, bro. That's cool. I don't meet a lot of other uh, Butch fans though.
0: It's funny they're kind of a little few and far between. But he's yeah, he's been one of uh, he's been a huge influence on me. Funny, quick. The, aliens, the
1: fans they just don't know it you know absolutely <laughs> All their uh,
0: what's funny enough is like they both have new songs out butch just put out a song i think last week jimmy put out one a couple weeks ago i
1: don't i didn't even know
0: that yeah man it's called holy water hangover go check it out he has a new album coming out september and from what i was reading he basically wrote it in the perspective of like a a bar singer and stuff Who like that jimmy uh butch
1: okay that makes
0: sense yeah he he kind of wrote it in the perspective of a bar center with the, his piano and stuff that he used in letters i love that have you read drinking with strangers yeah man i have a copy over there i read it years ago but
1: yeah i read it uh i read it twice when i, I first got it because i don't know man it just grabbed me you know and i completely forgot where i was going oh quick quick side note uh a buddy
0: of mine got butch was coming I think the only time he was coming up this way, he was before Empire Alive opened. Like I mentioned, it was a place up in Clifton park about 20 minutes North of where we are called upstate concert hall, or maybe it was Northern lights at the time he was coming there. And my friend got me tickets for my birthday and we got so drunk. They kicked us out before we even got in. Oh no! Like we drank a bottle of Jaeger before our friend drove us from Albany, the half hour, 40 minutes to this place. Uh, And it it was like in a strip mall So we were dumb enough to walk around Just walk around back And the tour bus was there We found like uh, this inflatable dodgeball So we're throwing it against the wall Uh, (laughs) My buddy started yelling at this one guy That was walking around It turned out to be the tour manager Uh, So when we walked back around front To go in they are like we can't let you in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like are you kidding me and why are you yelling at the tournament I, I don't know what he was yelling he was just yelling because he was drunk <laughs> so of course so we and our ride was so we walk across the parking lot and we have to hang out at this bank at the picnic table until our friend can come get us we call him he literally just got back home
1: <laughs>
0: we're like you got to come pick us up they won't let us in we're too drunk
1: <laughs> oh, funny. Funny. You're bringing
0: back memories, but I finally did get to see him down in New York City too, and it was just a fucking awesome show. He keeps on a
1: hell of a shit right? Yeah, man. Yeah, because he's been doing it for so long, so long. Like DIY in it so long. I, I respect the
0: shit out of that too. Like he produces so much and everything like that, and it's he uses that to so that he can also make whatever the fuck he wants, how he wants, and when he wants. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and he doesn't sound like a dickhead, too, you know? I no, mean, like, man. when I've heard him on, like, podcasts and stuff, and I don't know, he knows, like, he's a very intelligent guy, and, like, he's, you know, done it, but, like, he's not, like, condescending or anything, or, like, there's no tone of I'm better than you in his voice, you know? I, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Again, it just reading about you, it looks like you've been through a little bit of shit. It <laughs> just kind of... with. Yeah. Deals and lineup changes in the band. What was it like, kind of stepping away
1: for that period of time? So yeah, I mean, when I left American Diary, it was almost like at first like an identity crisis, you know, because my entire life, you know, not short, not long after I got that skateboard and guitar, I pretty much knew I was like, this is what I'm gonna do, you know. (laughs) But you know, I was 12 years old, and you know, I started playing shows when I was 12 years old. Oh wow and then I started touring when I was 16. So yeah, it was a a hell of an identity crisis. And um, you know, I was just like, well, I guess I'll go back to college and, uh, you know, get my degree in business and like, just do it, do like whatever, like, you know, the, the, the track that's supposed to be promised is, and, and, and I did. And then, you know, when I graduated, it was like, and there's no jobs. Like it was when like the Occupy yeah. Wall Street thing was happening. Oh yeah. You know, excuses, excuses. But like I mean, maybe I just wasn't passionate. I, I, I did get a, I had a job in sales lined up before I even graduated at a Fortune five hundred company. I mean, I was selling software as a service, which is fine. I mean, like, you know, and I, I enjoyed like the competitiveness of it all. And you know, making money was nice. <laughs> um, but, I can't complain. But yeah, no, I mean I just what was it like? Your question was what was it like to kinda like transition back into regular life after yeah. like, full time? It was, yeah. it was it took some it took a lot of getting used to. Some of it was was nice. I mean, you know, I mean I, I started to be able to have like a social life and stuff. I mean, rather than just being in a different like state every night. But um, yeah, I mean, it it was fine. I mean, you know, there's not that much to highlight about it is the thing. It's like, I just went back to school. I mean, I I continued kind of writing stuff. I, you know, I think I did a few bar gigs with a former member of American Diary, but there's always just like, voice in the back of my head that was like you're so full of shit like this is not what you're supposed to be doing like stop being an asshole <laughs> like, <laughs> like just fucking do it man like who cares like you're on a rock flying through space right now like you're gonna be dead like in you know 30 40 years like is, why wouldn't I do that you know you yeah. know like they're so, like that voice and I and I tried to like I don't know. I tried to shut that voice up for a really long time. I, I didn't even, I didn't know, you know I mean? That I, I would be doing this again. Like I am, I know one thing now is that like, I'm never going back. I mean, I, I'm never, I am resolved to do this, you know, for the rest of my life awesome. That's I'm at now because I have that other experience, I guess.
0: Hmm. Then, like after that kind of break, what what, what is it like after you decide you're going to go back out there? You're going to go back into it and step in on stage again for like the first time.
1: Oh man, my first show back. I I mean, like I I, I had tears in my eyes, man. Like uh 'cause, because you know, I mean, it was a, a what a little over a year, maybe a year and a half, or because of COVID, we were yep. one of the first bands to play back from COVID. And you know, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like playing a good show. Like it's that and writing music are what I live for basically. So um it was fucking awesome, man. Really uh really amazing touching. Awesome. Yeah. Uh
0: obviously your your fiance is also part of the band. Who else helps make up the Ben DeHond band? That you uh, have. I mean, because I, like but- I want to make
1: sure we give a shout out to everybody. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, I mean, our drummer is on hiatus right now. Liam, the Caveman, um, <laughs> the
2: Caveman drummer.
1: Liam, Liam, the Caveman. Uh, but also that's
2: a, that's his. We're not calling him that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the Caveman? drummer? He calls
2: himself that. <laughs> oh yeah, no,
1: it's his uh, his bronding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so there's Liam, but like I said, he's on hiatus. So if you're listening to this and you're a drummer, feel free to hit me up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, our our good friend and the person that we played with, you know, um, on our first uh, first few shows, Jeff Hearn. He was actually the drummer for Dangerous Summer for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, I mean other team members include uh, you know Alex. Our guitar guitar tech, um, our manager, um, Daniel Hill at Alchemical Records and more uh Marcelina. Marcelina,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Alchemical Records. But yeah, I mean uh you know, I mean Oh Luca. Oh yeah, of course Luca, our, our keyboardist. And then uh Matt O'Brien, uh our former bassist, uh he's up in he's actually up in like Boston awesome. as well. But Lauren and I are the day to day kind of heart of uh of this operation yeah. nice so we're, we're we're gonna be we're we're doing the i think what's working best for us is the three piece formula okay awesome yeah. so what's the red in process like for you then i before new nostalgia um I had listened to a song exploder episode um with the guy from uh semisonic who now writes okay a lot of a lot of songs for for various artists um i didn't know that yeah i was inspired by it because he had taken on a challenge um to write a song a day for 30 days you yeah, know one of the songs he wrote was closing time and there's more to that episode it's actually if you haven't heard it it's like it's um it's mind-blowing like i'll have to check
0: that out i listened to um the Chris makes podcast from less okay. jake
1: a lot yeah yeah Which yeah. is really good but do you listen to Passing Through? Um, I don't know if he's still doing it, Jim Jim Atkins. I mean, Jimmy E. World.
0: Uh, I don't. I I saw that. I don't think he's doing it. I don't think he's done it for a while. I don't know if it's because they've been on tour or
1: what. Yeah, probably. I mean, th- what, what he has up is really great conversations. But um, what was I saying?
0: Songwriting process. So
1: okay, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, I, I I did that same process for New Nostalgia. I did it for 90 days. Um, and I found that like, you know, I came up with my own formula. So like, I basically think of, you know, I'll go through my voice memos or I'll already have an idea of what I want to write. And I'll set a timer for, for an hour. And, um, I will finish a song in an hour and it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be finished. Mm -hmm. So I will finish it that way. Then, you know, when it comes to recording, like I narrow, I funnel down, I funnel down what makes sense. And then I go, go in and, and like refine, you know, rewrite, um, and do, do edits that way. But I try to make it like as quick and, I don't know, non judgmental or not in my head as I can to get the real raw thought out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Like I talked about, like I love, I love, really enjoyed your sound. It took me back. I just love the the pop punk sound. Plus, your I love, I love your voice too, man. It fits really well Thank with you. the music as well. Of course, Comeback Kid was funny. Like that is the first song I heard. Like I said, I heard that, I was immediately hooked, and then listened to your EP and everything. But uh, listening to Comeback Kid, I enjoyed it. But I feel like I heard the song for the first time twice, and I say that because I would listen to it before I had read your bio there of course so i did of course i didn't understand what all the lyrics were actually about and then after reading that and hearing it again i'm like it's kind of like i heard the song for the first time twice i'm like this is crazy that is awesome actually That's cool. oh so uh, like what was it like writing that song for you
1: uh so that song actually was co-written with uh matt o'brien um so i i he's the the guy our former bassist and he was actually coming up with me in American Diary so you know Matt and I have written together for years and we just know each other like each other's processes very intimately and um so he kind of uh he hit me with those 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 lyrics the verses like I don't know 2 years ago or a year and a half ago um and I was just like this, this shit's fire like it's it's just like about us coming up and like you know, I mean, obviously it, it's cool because like everybody um that's of our generation like can relate, you know. I mean, even Tony, uh Tony Lovato reached out to me and was like, yo, that song's different. Did he really?
0: Yeah, I was like, holy shit. Look, I, I was a big messed fan. Dude, I was fucking like, Bay. wait, what the fuck? I uh <laughs> quick just a quick mess story, because they played a place called Saratoga Winners in this area which isn't actually i don't think it was actually in saratoga uh, i think it was just just a little bit south but i went and saw them and uh not tony but the other guy on guitar i don't know his name but he just looks strong stoned out of his mind oh, they were big
1: parties remember? oh yeah
0: he, he i remember watching them and he's just looking around like this playing his guitar <laughs> but yeah. I, to, to his credit man they sounded good
1: I'm... he's a really good guy, yeah i mean i um I asked his advi- advice on a few things and um you know we've ac- actually been texting back and forth on on some stuff, so
0: nice yeah. him
1: on an uh upcoming feature
0: that would be awesome yeah that would um that was a bit man wow mess I haven't thought about them in a while i would, I loved their albums oh, there Definition on them was a great Destin- album. that was great the
1: self titled i loved yeah they did they, uh that was with the feldman too, I think yeah yeah because they had um like like benji good charlotte was was guessing yeah on um, that's
0: that fucking song photographs i still love that song
1: photographs yeah yeah man yeah. so yeah <laughs> i i um the process for writing comeback i mean like it was cool man i i you know i'll wrap it up here but like basically what ended up happening is i had writer's block this was the first song that i writ- wrote for the new ep and i was freaking out because i, I booked like studio time which wasn't that far out. And I was like, fuck, like, I can't figure out like what the course is. And um, a podcast that I did (laughs) like, I don't know, a month earlier was released that night. And I don't know, I just happened to to hear, like, I got the same question about writing process. How do you write? And I gave the, the, my formula, what I do, it doesn't have to be good, just finished. Set Mm -hmm. the timer, don't look at the phone. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. And then I did that. <laughs> I just like, I did that. I and then it. the chorus came out. And it was, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's what it needs. That's that's it. Yeah. So, awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your the EP, New Nostalgia, which came out in 2021, five songs. I know you had a few songs out prior to this, but this was kind of really the first body of work released with your name on it as a solo artist. What, what was that experience like for you to put
1: that out there? It was great, man. There's nothing like, uh, like it, you know, you can't compare singles to, to EPs or, you know, full lengths because like, you know, if it's done right, an EP or full length really should capture like a vibe and, you Mm -hmm. know, it should take you different places emotionally. And so it was definitely, I mean, you know, Sam pushed me in the studio, man, like for sure. Like, And I appreciate it because that's what I was looking for. I wanted I wanted to, you know, take out all the bullshit and make what's good about it as loud and bold as possible. And I think that's kind of what we did with New Nostalgia. As far as like releasing it, it's it's been an interesting and, and funny, like almost rediscovery of what, you know, things that were, that worked, you know, one fan at a time, you know, direct outreach, going to the shows, like being a part of the community. Like these are the things that work. They're just in different ways. You know, I mean, it's always just a different, um, maybe it's a different app or or maybe the venue has changed. I found that like physical presence, I mean, it's still, there's no replacement for it. You know, I mean, going out and being at the shows and and supporting, you know, your local, your local artists and, and such. There's no substitute for, for, for being a good community member. So,
0: It's funny you, you use the word rediscovery. So as I was listening to your EP over the last, two months or so obviously music can be interpreted a hundred different ways by a hundred different people that's kind of one of the awesome things about it Mm -hmm. so when I'm listening to your EP I'm thinking about like themes and stuff I hear through the songs that I really felt like for at least for me obviously it could be different for anybody including the person that wrote it I I get the sense of like an us against the world type theme like a rediscovery theme (laughs) and just kind of finding yourself again like that's what jumped out at me
1: yeah 100 percent Let's say that you got an Us uh, us Against the World type vibe, because I don't even think I've – I always keep that in the back of my mind. Like, if somebody, like, is rude or something, I'm like, you know, I, I won't, like, bite their head. I'll just be like, you know, you're just going to be like that. But, like, I'll, I'll keep it in the back of my mind, you know, kind of thing. Yep. Um, and uh, there, is, there is some of that in there, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, because, like, I haven't really talked to you about that. <laughs> so, <I'm>, uh, <laughs> all right, that's interesting that's cool man
0: i mean i, I mean there's a hundred other things that go through my head but those are like just like three of the things that when i'm done listening to it that's kind of what i honed in on i felt like
1: it's like a rediscovery kind of like like a,
0: a yeah like a person rediscovering himself finding himself what he's meant to do like a comeback
1: too i mean yeah there's, there's, uh, i call it melancholically optimistic you know it's like the like the comeback montage in a movie i've <laughs> I've
0: of course had all of these songs stuck in my head at some point but uh <laughs> ox i was gonna say in particular oxen hill gave me a real blink vibe from it i get that a lot
1: um lauren <laughs> didn't I like know, the song I, like, I, I i wrote it uh, that's another song i wrote like you know in that hour process so i remember i was like so stoked i was like these lyrics are awesome. Like, I really like these lyrics and I played it for her. And she's like, eh.
2: caveat to this story. She's he, like, eh. he woke me up at 4am to play <laughs> it No,
1: I didn't. No, I didn't. Come on. When is, inspiration uh, strikes, it strikes. True. Still holds <laughs> so, up. So,
0: it's not she's necessarily like,
1: eh.
2: that I didn't like it.
1: You, you were, you were you're like, oh, I think you have better ones than that. Shit. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> yeah. And, um. I think the faded
0: ones is probably my favorite on there though. I feel like that's the fucking catchiest I too. I was gonna
2: say, think I the
1: fade. Well, the faded too. ones is. I mean, it's just, dude. That song. I mean, like, that song is about uh, when my life like literally fell apart. I mean, I, when I was twenty eight, I I actually was engaged. Um, that that totally fell apart. Um, you know, I mean, I. I think I lost a job. I, I had to move back in with my parents at that time. Like everything was just falling apart. And, um, and then I wrote that song about, you know, five years later from a place of like, Holy shit. Like, I can't believe like I made it through that. And like, I'm like, good. I like, or that I made it not only made it through that, but like, I'm like, I'm back in music again. And, and I'm doing it like in a way that I never thought I would be again, you know. So that song means a lot to me. It's awesome. And I feel like touching. I'm waiting for you. I feel like that's
0: like an emotional gut punch. I oh, <laughs> yeah. listening to that song. I feel like uh, there was a lot. In
2: that. I sobbed the first time when Sam played it
0: like well, right after cried having, for like an hour like i don't we even think the... i
2: don't even think cello was recorded mm-hmm. on it yet like just hearing that first like playback i it was just immediate
1: Cause, yeah cuz it's totally different than the other four songs on the ep yeah. and i'm like wow yeah there when i when i wrote that i was in my old room at my parents and i don't know man i i yeah i mean it it, it came from a different place it's like i was just like man i, I feel <laughs> feeling fucking hollow right now for some reason um and but i still have to finish a song and so yeah i mean like i also at the time was was feeling like disconnected from lauren or whatever so that's see that's another interesting dynamic is like giving what song meanings are when well i mean um, I
0: like i of course i like to hear it if the artist is willing to talk but i don't I'm, force I'm them to like, tell me
2: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: know There's some artists that are like, no, I'm not going to tell you.
2: Well, I think it's funny is when we first started dating. I think I told you, I was
0: like, don't
2: ever tell me what your song. I was like, I don't don't want to know. Like if they're about me, like I don't like, I don't want to know. Well,
0: Well, I mean, that that also. Now I'm
2: kind of in it, and I get it. And you put a lot of like kind of subtle references, and then some not so subtle references, but like things in your songs of our relationship. So it's it's just kind of funny now being in it having heard those words that i once said to you <laughs>
0: that's all that is i imagine that is a weird perspective i haven't uh been part of us emotionally attached to anybody that's written a song about it <laughs> so i i haven't had that perspective but <laughs> so i imagine that's weird to hear yeah if you're not expecting it <laughs> do you have uh so do you have a favorite song to play live is it
1: the the faded ones my favorite off the EP is The Faded Ones, but think I want to clip a second. I, um, it's interesting, man. I, I think Comeback, Comeback is quickly becoming my favorite song to play live. It By the like, way,
0: I really like the artwork on that. I forgot to mention that. Just the guy being lifted up into the air.
1: Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> it's, uh, a girl named Sophia Pala um, did that for us. She's awesome. very talented. My favorite to play live would be Comeback Kid. It just fucking... That, that song, Live, just hits really hard. And uh, I don't know. Think I Want, Pride?
2: I think my favorite is, this is weird. I love playing All Ever Know. And it's it's that odd because serious. it's not one of my, I mean, I like the song, obviously, but it's not my favorite on she the EP. Like, I, don't like <laughs> I don't like that one
0: like, either.
2: That's a weird thing to say. But like, she didn't
1: like the entire like, EP. Stop
2: saying I don't like our songs. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Bad like, for
1: business. It's.
2: Just tell them about playing it live. I don't
1: know. It's good. It's uh yeah. that's a fun one live. Uh faded ones is fun. I can't wait to play uh uh the dream live. That's what I wanna ask you about. You got a new
0: single coming out is it next week, maybe at this uh, point?
1: Sort of like two weeks. It's two weeks.
0: Yeah. What can uh what can you tell me about the dream? I'm curious. Because 'Cause I'm looking forward to hearing it.
1: Yeah. So okay. Um so I put it this way. So like new nostalgia was like kind of our big like we, we wanted to capture three things so ep ep full length and so new nostalgia is like the hopeful like like the comeback
2: well it's kind the rediscovery like the is rediscovery kind of like, like getting back into
1: just beginning kind of yeah. like starting the the ep we're in the process of releasing right now oh. which has comeback kit <laughs> on it is like Okay, I'm in it. Like we're in the shit, and like there's here's some of the the harsh realities and yeah. like some of the struggles. So that's blank check, and then the full length will be hopefully like you know I've arrived, and I think we're gonna call it like the comeback kid or something like that. But to give you some context, the song was originally called "Fuck the Dream." I was wondering that as that's how that's <laughs> what kind of what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's kind of like the vibe i mean like it's like it's it's about i mean it's very very um so it's satirical it's like but it's got very it sounds like if like blink weezer and then nirvana like wrote a song together like okay. i feel
0: like that could go in drastic directions depending yeah. on which band you're thinking of
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I think when you hear it, like, you might agree, but um, it's definitely like, it's like super, it's super upbeat, um, with like, a, like, hey, man, I'm fucking struggling kind of lyrics. <laughs> um, but it's almost like kind of satirical. Um, it's hard to explain it. Well, it's an
2: interesting follow up to Comeback Kid, you know, which was like, this is my comeback. And now it's like, oh, I'm in it. This yeah, is- but Comeback
1: Kid has like, dark underton it does like but I,
2: it it does but i'm just saying well yeah and this is kind of like almost
1: it's like going further down that, that like rabbit it. rabbit hole oh, and, then, and then the single after that will come back come back up like yeah. to the to the more hopeful uh, awesome <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> man like when i wrote it like i like wrote, uh the dream is it might be my fate my new favorite song to play live it probably will be when you're writing songs
0: is it like every time you write a new one like this is going to be my favorite or does it
1: um you want me to answer she's gonna say yes
2: well it is until it isn't
1: it kind of
2: yeah it is in the beginning and then it's like but there are that perfectionist quality that i think all musicians really have starts sitting in and it's like almost you keep working on it until you hate it and then you get back to the, yeah. you get back to a point where,
1: but there's songs like like the faded ones or. Um,
2: there was
1: a point in the faded ones. Never. Yes.
2: Yes. Never. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, well, the point that she's describing, I'm kind of at with with the dream, or was that? But um, there are songs that defy that law of like getting sick oh, of yeah. it, but.
0: uh so. We're, pretty much coming close to the hour point but i have two two questions left i like to wrap up episodes with when i talk to musical guests pre-show rituals do you have any
1: i do um i mean i'll usually just go out and you know, smoke a cigarette <laughs> just do, you know and then obviously as pertain star, like it pertains to like we'll do like a hug and yeah. like a high five and like a who just kind of
2: like, like uh, a little goofy but
1: um you know i mean uh we do the chest pumps if uh, you know, if it, if it's full band, that's
2: Leon's Liam, thing, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man. I, I usually just like to have like 20 minutes to half an hour just chilling by myself, like, smoke a couple of cigarettes and uh, just get my head right.
0: Nice. And what are you currently listening to?
1: I fucking love uh, I love Magn- Magnolia Park, man. Like, they're they're crushing it right now I, i'm really awesome. good
0: yeah um i actually it's funny you mentioned them i've been trying i've been meaning to get more into them i had talked to the guitarist for a band called arrows in action uh incredible. and he was talking about magnolia park because they were friends with them
1: they're fucking they're really really good. you know like sometimes so I, i've also been listening to water parks a lot um because you know i you know i heard about them for years and i was like whatever, you know, like, it's just some, some hype, you know, uh, and then I checked them out and like, I mean, they're, they're really fucking talented, like a good songwriter. So I'm really, I've been going deep into, um, for whatever reason, I mean, modern pop punk. So I've been listening to a lot of state champs, a lot of uh, water parks, Magnolia Park, who's just breaking right now. And I always love. I mean, I love like Japanese House and in 1975. And but and then my 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 favorites. Uh, you know, I mean, like <laughs> my, like Blank Jimmy, yep. like the the stuff I grew up with. How about you?
2: I've been really into um, Mama, their band from yeah. LA. I think that's been my newest newest obsession. We missed them. They were here in Baltimore a few weeks ago. It was kind of sad. We I think we had a gig that day. Probably. But, uh-huh.
0: yeah. Well, I've been listening to a lot of, I'm still on a broadside kick. I've been on a broadside kick for a couple months. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. But uh, I went to, so when I post podcasts, I write little articles to go with kind of like a local cultural uh, online publication called Nippertown. They're essentially, basically expanded descriptions when they post the podcast and everything like that but uh they did their first music festival they put together two weeks ago in our park in like central park big park we have here in schenectady of all local acts and stuff like that so i've been on a big local music kick lately just I... kind of going down that rabbit hole good yeah, man like there's there's some amazing artists uh sydney Worthy, she's awesome girl blue uh okay. and uh a buddy of mine who I've become friends with doing that, his name's Andy. They uh they have like a skull band called Shortwave Radio Band. They just put out their very first EP, live EP. So I've been I've been kind of going down the local music rabbit hole lately. But of course, Bush Walker put out a new song last week. So I've been uh he's been put back on and I'm going to see Jimmy in a couple weeks. So it's
1: fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they're always good. Oh, you got animals all over the place that are know, showing up. They're
2: coming out now. Hi.
1: Who the, uh, the name of the the girl that you met, Meg? Megan? Oh, uh, Meg Myers. Is she is she local or? She
0: no, she's not local. That would be awesome if she was. But uh, Meg Myers. Okay. Yeah, she's uh she's actually opening. Like I said, she's opening for MyChem when they come to uh, town in another week or two. She's done a couple. Actually, she did one small local radio show, and uh, but that was like literally right before I got into her or knew who she was. So I told I oh man, I still regret not missing that
1: definitely check them out or check her out, check
0: her out man she, yeah she's great yeah i have her album on vinyl it's fantastic oh yeah but uh so i think that's it
1: Oh <laughs> well, man well um yeah we appreciate uh you know being on the call with you and um yeah hopefully uh when we come through albany i uh, will see you out there um or you know i if you're willing to talk about like some good dynamic. no
0: absolutely let me uh let me do a little outro and we can chat <laughs> a little bit about
1: that <laughs> all right
0: uh so that's another wrap on a successful edition of stories from the bar big thank you ben and lauren for being on the show i really appreciate the time you've taken to chat with me all about it your was. music and everything uh i'm a fan i've enjoyed this it's been fun thank you, uh, thank you. if you're not doing it already be sure to go and like and follow all of Ben DeHaan's social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of them, uh, I at I am ben Dehan. Also, you can check out bendahanmusic.com for merch, tour dates, anything else? And uh, anything else you want to throw in there?
2: The Dream coming out? Yeah, The
1: Dream comes out uh, <laughs> August 25th. Feel free to pre-save it. Um, uh, tour kicks off August 11th,
0: right? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. You out there. Huge thank you everyone out there for checking out the show. You can find Stories from a Bar on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at StoriesFAB to keep up with everything going on. You'll find Stories from a Bar on all major podcast platforms, so be sure to like and subscribe. Even more importantly, leave fantastic reviews and share the hell out. So until next time, cheers.